Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Mayfair Theater Podcast. This is Josh, and I'm joined by Lee this week. No, sorry, I'm Andrew LaPointe. Oh, you're Andrew. <laughs> Lee will be filling in as an understudy for Andrew this week, who uh, is uh, missing in action. Hold on, let me work on the ability of not being able to talk to women. Hold on, <laughs> let me work on that a little bit. <laughs> I kid. If Andrew showed up, I wouldn't tease him like that. No, he, he's uh, laying at home right now. And you can feel the, the power of the force of your burn. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, we're going to be chatting about movies from January 27th to February 2nd, 2017. Only four movies this week, uh, which, I, which I really like, uh, because often even when you are involved with running a theater, you miss the movies playing at a theater because there's too many to see and stuff like that. Yes, that's a good point, yes. I sometimes look at schedules like this and think, we could even do less movies. I yeah. mean, I think any normal theater... Single screen theater would only have two movies at tops for right. a week, maybe one movie. Uh, but we try a little harder because there's a lot of competition in Ottawa. And yeah, there was one week I think right around Christmas, and it was a bit of an asterisk because there was a few like one show only movies. Like one was a rental of a Christmas film. That's right. One was Elf, I think. But we had like eight films. It was like way too many to fit yeah. on our little paper calendar, so we yeah. had to really squish them in. Uh, but weeks like this, when we have four, it's yeah, really nice and smooth, and, and I can see everything. All the studios are like, all the studios wanted us to keep showing, you know, uh, more shows in line. But there was a lot of studios that wanted us to, you know. Bring Moonlight back. Right. Uh, bring uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Keep Hacksaw Ridge. Keep, uh, you know, the, all the Oscar-nominated films are the, the films they thought were going to be Arrival they yes. wanted us to keep. And I was like, I'm, we're one screen. We're one yeah. screen. We have to show three movies a day. And, uh, I, you know, I can show movies in the bathroom. I can show Hacksaw <laughs> Ridge in the bathroom. How about that? It's, it's <laughs> often... Um... The, the blessing and the curse of our lovely little theater. Mm. And and now, and it's very complimentary, it seems, is that we have an embarrassment of riches in terms of people wanting to screen stuff with us. Mm-hmm. And if you look just at right now, like we held, it, we're just about to, as we speak, we're kind of wrapping up our fifth week of Manchester by the Sea. And our, I don't think we've done that ever. No, I'm, I'm, I looked over the records and I'm fairly confident that five weeks is our record. We, yeah. had, we had a few at four. Uh, very different kind of stuff, but like one was like um, some British comedies, like uh, Alan Partridge, I believe, was like four weeks maybe. There was a couple of four weeks in there. Uh, uh, Hunter of the Wilder People must yeah. be up there. But you know, the, the reason why we're not showing it uh, this upcoming week is because it's moving back to the Bytown. Oh, right. If that didn't happen, we probably would have been forced to keep Six, it. Yeah. And it might be coming back right after the Bytown. Well, as a lot of people are asking, and I always have to kind of cut and paste my social media response and try not to be rude about it of yeah. they'll say are you are you screening Moonlight in February are you screening La La Land in February and I just always say like what you see is what we know we, yeah. we promise we don't keep secrets and we program Monday for Friday to Thursday with the exception of premieres and point them towards our website but like I, I just like I promise you we will show La La Land the second the powers that be yes. will let us show La La Land. Yeah, it didn't help that I got nominated for fourteen Oscars. No, yeah, it's going to stay away from here. We'll probably get it right after the Oscars at, right. at this point. It'll but probably we, will win, and then people will spend a, little, a couple more weeks watching it again. Yeah, and then we'll get it just before it comes out on DVD. Or yeah, <laughs> but we do. We have nice patrons who have said like, "You're getting it? Okay, I'll wait." Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, Rogue One too. Rogue One, yeah. Every, all the nerds are waiting. They're, they're <laughs> spoiler free. <laughs> They're not um, nerds if they can wait that long. Yeah, no. <laughs> All the normies. Uh, but so, yeah, this week, uh, as we mentioned, four films. One is Lion being held over, which I've seen. So sometimes on the podcast, I haven't seen the movie yet. So I this still time, haven't seen it. It's 
It's really good. It's it's like I hate the programming here because there's no yeah. nine o'clock shows. <laughs> I want to. I can only come to the nine o'clock shows most times now, but yeah. uh, I will see it. I can't wait to see it. it it's, I mean, I can obviously, but it's one of those movies that some of these movies, if you're a bit jaded, you look at it and you're like, oh, that's Oscar bait. Yeah. And in spite of itself, it's it's really good because it just fits all the. Th- it's like based on a true story. Uh, uh, has a kid in it. It's multicultural. Does that, it's sad. Does it have anything to do with lions? There, there's a little bit of a bit of lion in it, kind of, but not really. It's, I, it's not like the Jackie Chan movie. There's no, there's no scene with a guy <laughs> driving a car with a lion in it. I, uh, E1 is the distributor of Lion and the, right. and La La Land. Yeah, and they came to the May. They came to Ottawa in the fall, maybe in the summer actually, and they took me out to a nice lunch, which was oh, nice yeah. because she wanted, you know. I booked with her every week for like five years and I never met this woman. And uh, I remember asking her, what, uh, what is the one pushing for the Oscars? Yeah. And she said, Lion. And, uh, oh, La La but Lion. And I never heard of Lion at that time. Yeah. And it was fun to watch it creep up and, and become what it's become. Well, it's, it's always interesting, even in this day and age of the internet and pop culture being so, so huge... Like, a movie like Manchester by the Sea, I really didn't know much about it till we, we got it, really. Mm-hmm. I kind of knew it was a Casey Affleck movie in Boston. Right. And just to see these crowds come, and yeah. we did, like, blockbuster with it for five weeks. When, when, when you have a movie that long and, like, the lowest turnout is, is like, 80 people on yeah. a matinee. And I was just like, where did you hear about this movie? And I guess it's like, like even though we all kind of, you know, movie fans kind of know that the Golden Globes are a bit of a sham. It's I think people listen to the Golden Globes and people yeah. listen to as critics. And... Because there's nothing appealing about the movie whatsoever aside from the, right. good, the good word of mouth. Yeah. Good word of mouth in the reviews. But outside of that, I don't know why people are seeing the movie. Well, I saw Casey Affleck. I think he was on Colbert, if I remember correctly. And he, he was bending over backwards to be like, it's not just sad. It's not just <laughs> depressing. Like there is, you know, funny bits in it and, and, and heartwarming moments because... A lot of times that's just like the death knell for a movie if you're like, mm. you know, kind of the cliche of like a heavy European black and white depressing film. Nobody wants to see that. So that it's had this run and although, you know, it's not making Star Wars money, you look at it, it's making money. And it's this little Casey Affleck starring film produced by Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's the first, it's the first like non-theatrical produced movie that is in theaters that has garnered this kind of attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said Netflix has produced a couple documentaries that have got some Oscar nominations. It's this very kind of small movie, that, and it's almost like movies when we were kids when a movie would stick around. Now I find a big blockbuster movie will make five hundred million dollars seemingly with no imprint. Like Doctor Strange makes five hundred million dollars and is good, but you don't see kids with backpacks. You don't see trading cards. It's just kind of it makes all its money in one weekend and yeah. then disappears. Yeah. yeah. I think the Rogue One, you know, Force Awakens was stayed around forever. Yeah, you know, I think from Christmas till March break. Yeah, and uh, that kind of filmmaking, or sorry, film going experience, like really left years ago. Right, and uh, I guess Christmas might have the opportunity to change a few things that. That could go back the way it used to be. And the movies weren't just important that one, those three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, yeah. that you can go see it. You can be excited to see a movie and know it'll still be playing a month later. Yeah. Now, you know, I have to go, I feel like I need to go see a movie open weekend because I don't know where it's going to end up. Oh, yeah, because I hardly ever go to movies outside of here. Three, four times a year, I'll go see the big kind of tentpole movie. And I, and I joke that I, I use my Visa card points so I don't feel like I'm cheating on the Mayfair. Yeah. And But this year, I. I, I Lost geek cred because I missed both X Men and Star Trek. I just missed oh. them. I just forgot for three weeks and then they were gone. 
And then every once in a while, we will get a movie like that, yeah. but we didn't get those ones. Right. And then it's gone. And I'm like, wow, I missed 12-year-old me. be very disappointed <laughs> with me right now that I missed those two films. Yeah. And, and But even in this case, I... I've got a pretty good track record now for the Oscar nominees because we've shown a bunch of them. And so as we mentioned, Lion, and then our, our two premieres this week are a bit of a, a cinematic anomaly, a very interesting little thing where it's two dramatic biopics from the same director, both 2016 films, and we're premiering them the same day. I, I keep waiting for him to call. Yeah. To say, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, you know, text me or something. Yeah, Where's yeah. this guy? But again, maybe he lives in Chile and Chile and yeah. they don't have texting. Or I'm curious something. how it happened. Is it just that, like... I we I, the, the confirmation Naruto yeah. Naruda Naruda I never know I, every time I try to pronounce it people laugh I that booking was confirmed months ago I remember, oh yeah we've had it on our premiere page forever yeah and it's almost like Jackie was waiting for this day to happen yeah Jackie. I, I think Jackie should be released wide in the city. It should be playing at every movie theater, yeah. especially after the Oscars. But thankfully, there you know Vin Diesel exists, yeah, and and you know M Night. And there's enough stupid horror movies out there to keep something like Jackie off the screen and allow it come to the Mayfair, where yeah, where you know be the best place to see it. I, I, I'm thankful for that, but I'm I'm continually fascinated of the stuff and it's like I don't want to jinx it but like the stuff yeah. we get either as an audible premiere or as a like almost audible premiere and we do very well with it and then you see what's playing <laughs> elsewhere and and this goes back years and I remember yeah. being like what, no matter the like, recent stuff like wow really you're passing on a Jackie Chan film or a couple years ago like yeah. really you're passing on a Roger Ebert documentary or something yeah. from a big filmmaker and the stuff we get over and over again is because it's not wanted elsewhere and I know stuff that we're you have passed on because we were busy and that stuff I'm like really and one was recently we ended up getting it fairly recent uh, but it was uh, Warren Beatty's last film Rules Don't Apply and we almost had the auto premiere of that but couldn't because we were too busy with other things Yeah, so it's a well, nice even problem like, even Manchester by the Sea we didn't premiere it but no after the studio saw the numbers we were bringing in, why didn't they release it in every movie theater across Ottawa? Yeah. I'm glad they didn't. Nope. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, but at the same time, these it's there's so many movies being made. Yeah. I do, you know, it's Vin Diesel. You know, they, he's an, he has an audience, yeah. <laughs> and it's keeping good acclaimed art films off the screen because... There are a few people who want to see that dim-witted weasel perform in a movie. Well, I was chatting on a... Pre- might have even been last week, but I, was, I just listened to a podcast that was talking about multiplexes. And I never thought about this before, but they said when multiplexes started, a lot of filmmakers and indie studios were like, oh, this is the heyday. This, yeah. is, this means if you have a 10-theater place in your hometown, they're like, you know, one's going to screen Star Wars, yes. one's going to screen Triple X, one's going to screen a Disney cartoon... And then we're going to have a screen for a Canadian film and a foreign film and a classic. And But yeah. what happened was you get Triple X on five screens and yeah. Star Wars on five screens yeah. and there you go. The studios melt the system. Yeah. Yeah, it's like right now, when I, AMC, how many theaters, that, screens do they have at AMC? A lot. 20 and, or something? And maybe I think, more? And I think nine of them are showing Star Wars. Right. And Disney, they have to show it till March. Yeah. They have to keep it on their MX screen and keep showing it. Uh, the studios have a glom over the, the over the, the uh, theaters in, in, in uh, across North America. Yeah, and I was talking. I bought popcorn from the kid there, and, and uh, he told me, "I can't wait to see it, but I have to pay to see it." Well, what? well you, you work here. He's like, "No, no, Disney has. To, we have to pay for Star Wars movies." That's crazy. Yeah. So it it, it there's there, you know they keep talking about. Record-breaking numbers. 2016 yeah. was a record-breaking year for Hollywood. Yeah, less people are seeing movies. 
Exactly. Yeah. But they're charging so much more money yeah. now. They, they're lying to you about IMAX. They're lying to you about 3D. Now they're putting recycled uh, reclining seats in theaters, and they're charging. They keep figuring out way more ways to charge you more and more money. Yeah. Um, extra screen. I hate extra screens. It's like yeah. it's not extra at all. No. I went to see something next to screen. They didn't even have the surround sound speakers on. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not. A, it's a wrecking breaking year for money, but not for eyes on screen. No. I got mad couple years back it, it's so hard for my friends and i to get together because all my friends have like young kids and mm-hmm. real jobs and stuff but we uh losers i know <laughs> we, we were going if i remember correctly it was captain america 2 and, and it was just it was just pulling teeth to get us all together we finally found a screen and it was 2d which we wanted because both my wife gwen and my friend john get like seasick at 3d they can't watch yeah. it and we finally got there, and they lied to us, and it was in 3D. And we looked around, and it wasn't anywhere else. And it was just—it was an error either in their part or the newspaper's part. But there was—they make it very hard to see 2D because they want you to spend. Oh, the so you thought you were going to 2D screening, and they made you watch 3D? Yeah, that happened to me this weekend, and I was so mad. And and, uh, and so poor Gwen and John had to sit through it and survive. But it was just like there was no other option, and you know we're all looking on our phones for another screening, and we're like, if we don't see this, it's going to be like another month before we can get together again. And we were forced to see stupid 3D. I was at Landmark in Orleans. Yeah. And I said to Max, how do you want to go see Triple X? We wanted to go see Triple X because Donnie Yen was in it. Yes. And we got a chance to meet Donnie Yen. And I told Max, this movie is going to suck. Yeah. But we have to go see it because Donnie Yen was on set when we met him. He came out. He met us. and went back to set. So it's got to be exciting to see it. Yeah. So I said, how do you want to see it? He said, 2D. So we waited for the 7 o'clock screening yeah. at Landmark. It was advertised. Like, there was 3D. There mm-hmm. was an extra. And then there was this one screening at 7. And I'm like, there's the 2D screening. Yeah. And we went. And I bought my tickets. There's like thirty dollars. Oh I'm like, God. what? Why? She says because it's in the extra screen. I'm like, no, it's not. Look at look at your marquee, the digital marquee. Yeah. And even the marquee had it listed wrong. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to charge me almost double the price for yeah. a listing. I'm like, that's illegal. Yeah. You can't advertise something at a certain price and then charge me differently at the cash. Yeah. It, it, it's illegal in this province. Yeah. And of course, they're all dimwitted teenagers <laughs> and they have no ability to change anything or make any. Decision making, so we had to swallow it and uh, and and pay all that money for easily. The, Max said the the worst film I've ever seen in a movie theater. Oh man, I, I just, I'm like, oh, why is Donnie Yen in it? Donnie and Tony, <laughs> and Tony Yen, yeah, uh, it's like crazy, and they're totally wasted. I know. It, it's the same thing. Uh, years ago, I went to see a movie out in Moncton when I was visiting a friend of mine who who is now back in in the happy arms of Ottawa, but he was living out there at the time, and we went to see. Uh, Django Django Unchained and saying that there's like a 15 year old teenage Simpsons character selling tickets oh yeah and I, and I just said something not even funny but I was like this isn't too violent is it and he started sweating and he was like oh well you might not like it I think and I was like no no I'm kidding it's okay and you, nobody there knew what was going on and the um, the trailers were, were wrong like it had like the wrong lens on it or the wrong yeah. aspect ratio it might have been on film it was just long enough ago I guess it might have still been on film so I went out, and the, the kid ripping tickets, I just went, there's just something wrong with the, the projector, just the, 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 and I would try to dumb it down. I just yeah. like, the picture's wrong. Yeah. And he was like, the what's wrong? And yeah. I was like, the picture on screen is just squished. Oh, I don't think we can fix that. And I'm like, I guarantee you can. <laughs> it's, it's crazier than you think. Yeah. I just found out. I went through La La Land. I'll try to keep the story short. Yeah. It's crazier than you think. Okay, so everything's automated at chain cinemas. Right. Here at the Mayfair, everything, we get digital movies, we put them in our server, yeah. and then we set up lighting cues, sound cues, right. and when the picture's going to stop and when it's going to end. And if 
And if Josh is working manager and he's got the wrong lens on, he can press a button and put the right lens on. Right. If, if, you know, if it's too loud, he can turn it down. If it's too quiet, he can turn it up. Um, it's and, and, and okay, so now this is that's so um, intricate that uh, our projectionist has a laptop at home. And he can change all that stuff from home. He can change the cues, the lighting cues. The he can make all the. Oh, yeah. He can change out trailers. It's, it's magic. If he's got the wrong trailer at home, he can with his laptop change. It. And then five minutes later at the Mayfair here downtown, it'll yeah. show the trailer. So I went to see La La Land with my daughter, and we sat through forty-five minutes of commercials yeah. before it started. And then it, just before it ended, and it, like every movie builds up to the end, just before it ended, just before it went to black and the credits started. All the lights came on no. in the theater, and then I was so I said ah I was so pissed off like that just ruined it really ruined the movie yeah yeah, yeah. and and as I as I was leaving you know there's kids holding garbage bags waiting for the leaves to clean up and I said guys you're right your lighting cues wrong you should change that right now because it ruins the movie yeah and they're like well we can't do that I'm like no no it's really simple it's just I can this do it little tab you just have to move it over you don't have yeah. to turn anything on you just move that and it's this really simple change and the guy wasn't as dumb as I thought. For, for someone holding a garbage bag. He yeah. explained to me that we no longer have, there's no one in the booth, there's no projectionist. It's all controlled from a laptop in Toronto. Oh, wow. So no one in Ottawa sets up the queues yeah. and puts on the trailers. It's all controlled from one guy in, in, in Toronto. It, you know, it, That's it, crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so they can't complain. I mean, they'd have to go up to head office. And, and so there's, there's no eyes on the screen. Yeah. So at all these multiplexes, there's not. There, you can tell that no one's watching the movies. Oh they, yeah. When they put on thirty minutes of commercials, they don't know that it sucks to have to sit through all that because no one's sitting there watching it. Yeah. It, it's it's infuriating. Well, sadly, I went to see. I I got free passes to go see Suicide Squad, and with an open heart, I was like, I'll give it a second chance. Yeah. I hate this universe that DC's doing, yeah. but I love these characters, and I went in. And it was, besides the movie being bad, the light bulb was half dead on the, oh. on the projector. And at first, it's a it's a gothic kind of movie, so I'm like, yeah. oh, it's just dark. Yeah. But then I'm seeing stuff on TV, trailers and yeah. stuff. I'm like, no, they just didn't change their bulb. And so... Not only are they charging you too much at the door, yeah. they're making you think, oh, it's better to watch it at home. Yeah. They, what they do, uh, the problem I heard is that during the day, they'll show cartoons in 3D. Oh, and then at yeah. night they'll put on stuff like Suicide Squad, but they won't take the 3D lenses off the projector. Yeah. So you get this really bu- that's totally what it was. Yeah, yeah, damn image. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a, that's a big complaint in, in in the United States because there's no one up in the booth. There's no, no one looking. Those kids, they have that little piece of paper at the front of the theater that every 20 minutes they come in and sign. Yeah, they're supposed to look at the sound, listen for the sound, look at the picture, make sure everything looks good, and leave. Yeah. But I, can, I watch them walk in and not looking up or yeah. signing and getting out. It's like a bathroom, you know? Like the uh, toilet's not flushed, <laughs> not looking in the bowl, just signing and leaving and not flushing or unclogging. Um, it's like, yeah, it's, it's move going experience is terrible at changing That's why, I, and, and, and like, if I was not involved with this place, I would only come, like, here in the Bytown. Yeah. Uh, because every time I go to somewhere else, even, you know, shockingly, I went to see Rogue One, mm-hmm. and it ended, not as bad as your La La Land experience, but it ended, and Instead of just like the lights dimming up, it was like kapow. Yeah, get and, out. And it was like, come on. Like, yeah. I, I, and then you get stubborn. Like I'm watching these credits. I'm not moving. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, you remember they used to at, at the end of uh, those films, it'd say if there was if you have experienced any technical yeah. difficulties, call one eight hundred phone THX. Yeah. And when the Phantom Menace broke yeah. down at oh, the, really, the, 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 the Somerset. People waited for that phone number yeah. and everyone called. And it was so bad that Variety magazine printed 
a story about how lousy that screening was here in Ottawa. Uh, yeah, I. But yeah, it, it, you know, I, when I say to people the best place in Ottawa to see movies is at the Mayfair, mm-hmm. and I also include the Bytown in the yeah. conversation, people don't believe me because it sounds like something. You know, right. yeah. You know, the best place to, to yeah. rent movies is Blockbuster <laughs> Video. Yeah. Um, but it's true. Like as a oh, movie yeah. goer, I, I when I sit and watch a movie here, I don't think of myself being employed or having anything to do with the Mayfair. I'm sitting there picking my favorite seat. Yeah. Enjoying the popcorn, and I'm I'm not working with the Mayfair. I'm really in there as a moviegoer. Yeah, and it's and I, the the patrons like the the yeah the surrounding. You don't have to tell people not to text. No, like they know not to. And uh, our We're our talking. friend uh, uh, Julia, who directed uh, Out of Print, remember? Yes. She's checking in. She's at Sundance right now. Oh, cool. And she texted and she said, or so she twittered and said, "I can't believe I just told someone to turn off their phone at Sundance." <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's Sundance they're doing. Was that Mark Hamill? Oh, maybe, I don't know. Mark Hamill's going to all these screens and taking pictures, and it's like, wow, Mark Hamill's just there by himself, going to all these, like, empty rooms watching movies, but taking pictures. Mark Hamill is taking the best advantage of the love. Yes. Which I yes. love. It's great. Yes, he, as he should. Yes. Uh, so, that is the Mayfair Burning Bridges with Other Theaters podcast. Yes, we digress. But let's talk about, um, so we, we mentioned Jackie and Neruda, two films... Uh, coming on Friday, January 27th and playing all week. You know, Jackie's... Uh, I never get the load movies. Right. You know, you might have been surprised. I press play at the VCR. Yes. Get the Jack- We're showing a press screening right now of As Jackie. Speak. Yes. Jackie's on and then they're all in. Jay Stone's in there, Robert mm-hmm. Fontaine for the CBC, and Mr. Hollywood's in there for the CFRA. It's exciting. It's a who's who. The who's who of Ottawa. <laughs> but um, I don't get to do that much, uh, be a projectionist here. Yeah. But uh, Jackie is in, in a weird aspect ratio. It's 1.66, which is a, oh. a European aspect rate. In, 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 in Hollywood, it's either flat or scope. It's either 1.85 or... 2.35 yeah. and when I loaded it and it's on screen and I can see that it is not like you know the, the size of your high definition TV right. at home it's a different aspect ratio I thought to myself you know if I was watching this at Silver Shitty Cinemas or yeah. Landmark they would have the, they would have it all wrong they would have it squishy it, or, yeah, yeah. it would be off and I tried to tell uh, the guy from CHEO, I was like, notice the different aspect ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I like noticing things like that. Yeah. What did I? What, what did we just show recently where they kept changing? Oh, uh, the movie about the alcoholic uh, with a K. Krisha. Krisha. Yes. What a freaking yeah. good movie. <laughs> did you see it? I missed it. I, I missed it. I freaking loved it. I've heard nothing but great things. And that movie has, is, is in scope. And flat, and it moves, oh, it goes yeah. in and out in one point three three, which is television. Yeah, and it, that's I like noticing that. Yeah, La La, oh, I was La La does a smart that... thing. At the beginning of the movie, it starts with a cinema, old Cinemascope logo. Okay, but it's cut off on the sides, uh. and then it opens up oh. the, the show. And I'm like, oh, it makes me feel like this is a really uh, a real movie La La theater. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, but and oh yes, before we're out of time, let's talk about Superman the movie because I'm sure we both have. Nerd childhood stories. I think that's movie. still my favorite superhero movie. Yeah, it's it's it's. I say I, I love it. I, I I love not only it. I love the whole Chris Reeve run, including the worst of them. And I'm just like, if I could just edit okay, together, what like, what is the worst? Because I, Superman four. You think that's worse than three? Oh, I think well, three <laughs> has. What I like about three, if I remember this correctly, if I'm not screwing this up, has a lot of like flashback scenes of him in school. Oh right. That I really like, and I like when he fights himself in three. Yeah, that's a really good scene. Uh, but I think there's moments in all of them that are really good. 
But Superman, the original, is Christopher Reeve's performance is staggering. Yeah. And if He's it like wasn't Brando in that movie. If it wasn't a comic book movie, he should have been nominated for awards and this and that. I even as a kid, when I, whenever I saw it, like four or five, I, I, I still think it might have the laziest ending in a movie in motion picture history where Oh, the, the the crisis has happened. Let's spin the world backwards to oh. fix it. And even as a kid, that bothered me. <laughs> really? And then I just found this out. That was originally going to be in part two as well. It is in part two. The, the director's got a part two. Okay. See, That's how it ends that. now. That's, yeah. That would make me even more angry. Yeah. But, but, but the, it, it's, yeah, it doesn't work in part two because he spins the world back and so he goes back in time. So every, everyone shouldn't remember Right. The events of the future, but he still goes to the, the restaurant at the end of part two and beats up the guy in the restaurant. Yeah, like why are you beating up this guy in the restaurant? He doesn't know who you are anymore. You're just being mean. <laughs> and even as a little kid, that scene—I guess I saw it in the theater uh, when he when he throws his yes. chest logo. Yes. As a kid, I was like five. I was like, "What crap is that?" <laughs> I was like, what That's is? not in the director's cut. That, they like, cut that out. Uh, but so those flaws aside, I think Margot Kidder is great. The effects hold up. The music is amazing. Gene Hackman, and, Gene Hackman, and Ned yeah. Beatty. Ned Beatty's theme song is one of my favorite things about it. Yeah, do 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 do. I love I love Ned Beatty. <laughs> Miss Pesmaka, like the villainy, and I love this the set underneath like an yeah. abandoned subway station. And, but I think my favorite thing about Superman is is uh, the style of filmmaking because the first entire act feels like a classic Hollywood movie. Yeah. And then as soon as Christopher Reeve or Superman goes to Manhattan, mm-hmm. sorry, Metropolis, Metropolis, yeah. and becomes Clark Kent, it turns into like a modern 70, 70s movie. Yeah. And so the movie switches stylistic its style right at that in the second when the second act starts. Yeah. And I always thought that was really neat. It's like the movie not only is Superman becoming Christopher. Reeve, the movie is becoming Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Right? It's like disguising. It wants to be like this classic Hollywood movie, but it's got to be modern at the same time. And so it puts on the glasses and the, yeah. and the suit and then to be clumsy. And, it, and it's it's this... It started out... It took a while, obviously, because that was like late 70s. And I always say, like, you know, nowadays we get to do comic book film or a new Star Wars film once a week. But <laughs> back then, yeah. it was... Like, all we had was, I don't know, like Greatest American Hero and the Hulk TV show... And Christopher Reeve. And yeah. then it wasn't until like 89, so like yeah. a decade, more than a decade later, when Batman hit, yeah. and then the ball slowly started rolling, and then now it's, it's yeah, everywhere. Yeah, true. There was something very special about Superman. Yeah. Star Wars had just come out. Yeah. You know, we were looking, we were, we were, we were hoping for something out of this world yeah. in terms of entertainment, and Superman did deliver that. And, and I look at, I saw Man of Steel here, we screened Man of Steel. And again, like I say about, I really went in with an open mind, you know, and, and I actually really love the trailer for Man of Steel. And the, Man of Steel is great. But Oh, I, no, sorry. No, no. Superman well, Returns is good. No, I thought you were talking about Superman Returns. No. <laughs> Edit that part out. Okay. I had Edit, Zack yeah. Snyder's perking up. What, someone likes me? <laughs> uh, so, so I went into Man of Steel wishing it the best. And like halfway through, I was just like sad and uncomfortable. And there's a part where Kevin Costner, perfectly cast as his dad, yeah. essentially tells Clark to don't save a busload of kids. And and I was sitting beside my girlfriend at the time, Gwen, now my wife, my ex-girlfriend, Gwen. And uh, I was like, and I was genuinely taken aback. And I was like, did Pa Kent just tell Clark <laughs> to, like... And I stand by that I think that Zack Snyder has never seen or never read a comic book or doesn't know the character... 
and I don't mind dark takes on on characters. There's been all yeah. kinds of great comic books through the years of, you know, I like Adam West Batman, and I like Michael Keaton Batman, and I like Dark Knight Returns comic, and I like the goofy 1950s Batman comics. But he just doesn't... The, the current DC films don't get it. Yeah, and, and it's like Warner Brothers is really letting Zack Snyder F this all up. It's weird. I don't know why they don't fire him. It's weird. You know, apparently the rumor is that Wonder Woman is a train wreck. Is it just that... <laughs> Like, okay, in their defense, do they go, well, no one liked Man of Steel, but it made $800 million. No one liked Batman Superman, but it made... So let this guy steal the shit. So just let him do it, yeah. Yeah. Is that why? I don't know. That's what I like about Lucasfilm, because they seem to care about the quality of filmmaking before anything else. And at Warner Brothers, that doesn't seem to be concerned at all. Yeah, and and the whole kind of Disney umbrella. Like, you look at... The, 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 the comeback Muppet film, although it wasn't as big financially as I wished it was, you could tell everybody there was for the yes. love of the game, and it did well yes. enough. Uh, you look at Star Wars, you look at the Marvel films, uh, Disney is, and Pixar even, Disney is yeah. has people who love what they're doing and care about the story first, and when you have, you know, when, when John Favreau did Iron Man, when Joss Whedon did Avengers, these people... Are well, they're nerds, but they're also filmmakers who care about the product. Where I think Zack Snyder, he's like, I, I think I don't it's, know what he's doing. I think it's criminal. Yeah, I think it's, it's yeah. Spend, that that movie probably Man of Steel probably cost low ball, a yeah. low figure, hundred million dollars to make. They probably right. spend at least hundred million dollars promoting it in the theaters. Yeah. If you're spending that kind of money, don't you think it's important to make a quality yeah. picture? It's amazing to me that they, they they're not spending that kind of money. Like if I was given ten dollars. To, to, yeah. to build a, a paper hat, it would be pretty good, I think, because I got ten old, ten old dollars. And it's uh, like I've seen, I've seen kids in Halloween costumes for Iron Man, Rocket Raccoon, Ray. I've never seen a Man of Steel <laughs> costume or lunchbox. Kids don't, you know, kids haven't embraced the character. So yeah, but uh, but yeah. So on uh, and there's no one, but at the same time, Josh, no one's wearing a nuclear man no. pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that, that's part of our kids club where a kid can get an annual membership for 10 bucks and get into a free retro movie once a month. Uh, normal humans are welcome as well at their uh, at our regular ticket prices. Uh, and our, our fifth film, I almost forgot, but our fifth film this week is um, Saturday Night Cinema. Oh, uh, I'll be here for that. <laughs> yeah, so that that is our, if you're not in the know, that's our, our monthly or near monthly secret Kind it's of. secret, but I'm going to give a hint. Okay. I'm not going to hint about the movie at all, but it's kind of, this is the first time it happened. I actually booked this movie. Oh. But usually we, you know, it's a free screening for members or members only. It's a private screening. Right. And we just show whatever we want. Yeah. We show something really wild. It's cinema, right? Yeah, something yeah. sinful. Uh, but I recently booked a film with an American distributor who released this old movie from 1960 and did a 4K restoration. It's not ever been released on home video. It's still not out. And they're sending me posters for Dark Knight. You know, the, the, the oh, yes, yeah, yeah. So I said, can you throw a Blu-ray in uh, and I'll show it at Saturday in the cinema. Yeah. Oh. So uh, they're letting us put on this screening, oh, this uh, old movie they restored. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a treat. I, but I kind of want to show a William Peter Blatty movie because he died. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Do it for Halloween. We show Exorcist every Halloween. A very late tribute screening to him. How about three he directed? Oh, three, yeah. I still haven't seen the uh, fancy version of three. It's not fancy at all. No. (laughs) It's like watching VHS on deep Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. It's not... But, I mean, it's a a really fun picture. The director's cut's fun to watch, but it's hard to watch because the picture quality is terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so Saturday Night Cinema is uh, free for members. That's the loophole, but you can always buy a membership card. And some people seem confused by that, but I'm like, we usually charge 10 bucks to get in, 
So even if you don't want to be a member for some reason, you just buy the membership card, and that's like buying a ticket, and yeah. you come see the movie, and then you're a member. Come to the Oscars. Yeah. It's funny. It's a strange thing happened with Saturday Night Cinema. We used to advertise the films. Right. Saturday Night Presents, Saturday Night Cinema Presents, Caligula, or right. Emmanuel Around the World, and no one would come to the films we listed. Yeah. Then we started keeping it a secret. Mm-hmm. Now we get really great crowds, yeah. and we sell lots of membership cards. It's wild. Uh, you don't tell people what they're going to come see, and they'll just come. It's we have a couple of our, our probably our best customers, uh, a couple named uh, Brad and Ann. They're here every Friday night to see two films, the yeah. 7 and 9 o'clock show. Anne is hilarious because often she's like, what am I seeing tonight? She just, whatever yeah. Brad drags her to. So on Saturdays, sometimes if they come to the Double Inn, they'll stay. And if it's something just out of Anne's wheelhouse, like yeah. an Emmanuel film, they'll just be like, oh, okay, and leave. <laughs> but, they ask uh, me, are you showing porno tonight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not porno. <laughs> and they left after five yeah. minutes. <laughs> on a sliding scale. And I felt bad. Uh, I should have been Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then, and then yeah, as you mentioned, uh, 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 we kind of ran out of time this week, but we'll talk about it in upcoming weeks. But uh, we will have the Oscars on our screen, um, which is another free for members presentation. We pretty much sell out the, the the thing every year, so be sure to get here early for that. Uh, it'll be we'll have all kinds of fun and prizes, and you could win uh, a prize at the end of the night if you guess all the nominees right, and um, more surprises to come that we're just kind of finalizing right now. But that's that's a lot of. That's a fun night. Everyone loves that night of the year. Yes. And even... I, I don't care about the Oscars. Like, but they are a fun thing to get together and talk about and watch some stuff. Even if... Well, I'm excited to see Jackie Chan get his Oscar. Yeah. Will that be on there? Because it already yeah, happened. They, yeah, it already happened. But they... they, they, they Every year they do like a little montage oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of who got what. It used to be on the show, yeah. and now they do it in November, and then they do a montage. Of yeah, because yeah, like I, I, you know, Oscars are good for us too, and I, I admit I'm guilty of, of st- stamping on to social media like Golden Globe winner and yeah. Oscar winner. But I could look at like a short list of my favorite films, uh, you know, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It, didn't, it got zero Oscar nominations, and that doesn't change how much I, I love it. And Did Superman win an Oscar? Oh, I don't know. It might have been up for, like, effects or score or That's something like that. That's also one of John Williams' best scores. Oh, yeah. The theme song for Superman is out of this world. Well, that that that, that one, two, three punch of yeah. he did Star Wars uh, and Indiana Jones and Superman. Jaws, Close Encounters. Jaws, yeah. That. Oh, everything. It's amazing. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so we'll have the Oscars up on our screen, which are... And he's never seen any of those movies. What you, he doesn't see his own no. movies? He's, he's missing a lot of good movies. Yeah, he scores them, and he, he watches them, obviously, when he's right. queuing it up, but he'll never watch the finished product, because he's like Johnny Depp. He doesn't want to see himself on the big screen. I saw... I think Harrison Ford's the same way, and I was just like, you you should watch some of your movies, because <laughs> there, there's some very good movies in there. Skip Sabrina and a yeah. Hollywood Homicide, maybe. But. Yeah, there's, there's, there's kind of a decade in there you could pass over, maybe, but... Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's crazy to me. It's so much work and then to not yeah. sit through your own movie. Yeah, but I know I never used to understand that, but I I respect it. I'm not going to dislike John Williams. No, you know, at least he's not like re- I guess it, it prevents him from retreading a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allows him to do new stuff. Yeah, like the Ray theme. That's my favorite. I yeah. hum that all the time. Yeah. I got teased by my wife the other day because she walked into the room and I was reading a Star Wars comic, listening to Star Wars music <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. Uh, okay, well, let's wrap that up for this week, and we'll be back soon. Uh, Lee has to go check in on the the critics who are in our Press theater. Journey, yes. Make sure they're not tearing the place down. Uh, yes. Thanks for listening. Uh, go visit our friends at House of Targ across the street from us. If you're coming to a 9 o'clock show, go there, eat pierogies, then come over here. And uh, you can find the link to audible.com on the website where you can go get a free 
book on us. Um, I bet you there's a good... God, for this week, uh, Lion is based on a book. I'm sure there's some good Jackie books, Superman books. Uh, lots of stuff you can get to listen uh, in the theme of something that's at the Mayfair this week. Thanks for listening again, and uh, we'll see you next time. Superman is a hit, say the super critics. Newsweek says Christopher Reeve's entire performance is a delight. Can I take you to the airport? Not unless you can fly. Judith Crist says Margot Kidder is a delightful Lois Lane. The problem with Men of Steel, there's never one around when you want one. And Time Magazine calls it a film that's fun for everyone. Superman, the movie, rated PG, parental guidance suggested. <laughs>